Hi, I'm Gui. I'm a fifth. And I'm Long. And you're listening to Copy Overflow. So Long, you mentioned you want to talk about networking, but I don't think it's the 192.168.11 kind. <laughs> Maybe you want to elaborate more on what you want to talk about networking. No, it's not that. We're talking about UDP because it's, it's COVID. You cannot do handshake with TCP. <laughs> <laughs> that be long. <laughs> Come on, long. Stop that from internet. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I can't do better. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> why, long? Why? <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, so back to the networking topic. I decided to bring this up for this episode because I was trying to connect more with the local community on design UX or UX engineering here in Malaysia but I don't really know where to start I know that some of our UX community are not that I guess active what I did was to try to connect to a few like those who are more active uh, well-known people in the field first so that the eventual goal is to connect with a bunch more people that are really into this and see if I can contribute with them toward building these communities. So back to networking is so so that bring up my thoughts on all this networking that software engineers does. Like after conference, after events, after meetup, the a lot of these events would have I guess it's time slot for people to get connected. Personally, it is, I don't really have a lot of, I say, connection or relationship that lasted that I get from all these networking sessions. Uh, I just want, but, but it happens everywhere. So I, I think there must be some value around these networking sessions. So I just want to like, know about what people really thought about this. So it's not social networking. I mean, it is social. It's just on a more personal level. I feel I feel networking is like a a moment to be awkward. I would imagine most engineers. Uh, I'm just throwing out a very general assumption. Uh. Stereotyping. Come on, it's not exactly a stereotype. I like that. I like go to somewhere new and I feel like oh, like I tend to avoid networking sessions because it's weird. Like imagine if you go to a meetup and for example like. On top of my head, two meetups to this. I think Ruby, Ruby KL and Agile Malaysia, like back when they were physical meetups, right? There was always dinner served. There were pizza available and people would just, you know, come and grab pizza and talk to each other. Sometimes it's a bit awkward because like, for example, if you go to an event alone, I mean, regardless whether it's conference or meetup, and then it feels a bit awkward if you want to approach people and talk about things like, ah, where do we start? Like, how, how do I <laughs> engage with people and, and that sort of thing? And... It's also weird for programming language meetups. If you go, for example, KLJS or K- Ruby KL, it's like, do you use Ruby? Uh, that's a very weird <laughs> question. <laughs> Especially when you don't use Ruby at work. <laughs> you go to Ruby meetups. <laughs> Good, you understand. <laughs> that that was me, right? I was, I was like using Java and you know, whatever JVM languages at work. And then I go to Ruby meetup. It's like, yeah, this feels a bit out of place. 
I, I think there's there's awkwardness in networking session because I tend to avoid it. But I guess eventually it gets better because you kind of know how to approach people. But yeah, I still find some awkwardness there. I'm not sure where I'm heading with this, but... I think I can understand that as well. I think we're just three on introverts talking, but I feel like there are some people who are kind of talented at this. I've made a couple of connections... Not not that long lasting as well, but I mean we still like say hi to each other when we meet at meetups, and usually, for for both of the cases, they are actually the ones that approach me, because so, I'm the sucky one at this. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm like Gui, I'm like Gui. So I will be really awkward, especially when I go alone. I'll be really awkward during like when I'm taking pizza, just like probably say hi to someone, but it gets super awkward. I guess it depends on the kind of personality also, I guess. Some people are really like just outgoing and just very friendly. Not to say we're not friendly, but we, we have that level that we have to jump, you know. <laughs> we are friendly people, right? <laughs> I hope. <laughs> yeah, we're just three people saying we are friendly at each other. So. <laughs> we're friendly, we don't bite. <laughs> <laughs> guess, I guess it depends. But it is really hard for me as well. I think it comes down to like what the... <laughs> this is going to sound weird, but what's the objective in networking? Mm. Oh, I actually think that's a good way to filter it. Not to filter it. It sounds very manipulative. It sounds very transactional, right? Like, I want something out of this, right? That, that's not... It doesn't feel authentic, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's not what I'm trying to say here, but some, some people like... They want to meet like-minded people because of a specific reason, right? Or maybe they go to meetups in languages they don't use for work, you know, key point. Uh, but, but yeah, it kind of comes back to what's the objective of networking? That's one of the points, the reason I bring this up is I feel like instead of going all these networking sessions, events, what's more effective probably would be just follow someone, find someone, get someone recommended within your assisting network I guess <laughs> to talk approach specific persons you know that who are really into certain things because you, you sort of want to connect with more like-minded people not not to say you can't connect to people with different opinions but there are certainly things like go back to, to my example I want to get more connected to the local communities so I certainly want to get know more about people who are into contributing and participating in local communities, right? It's good to know other people who, who maybe are more into international communities or, or whatnot. You tend to have certain, <laughs> like we say, objective <laughs> to to connect with people, like-minded people, for a certain target goal that you want to achieve. Uh, not to say you can't make friends, but it feels like... <laughs> The more I say it, the more manipulative I sound like. <laughs> I don't like that. I, I guess it also depends on your objective. I'm not to say that... So, for example, you're trying to build a UX engineering community and you're trying to find the like-minded people first. Yeah, that sounds transactional, right? But is it that wrong unless <laughs> like, I mean you you get them 
first and then, then they maybe they try help you like you guys build the UX community together blah 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 very successful and then maybe after that you become like genuine friends but is that wrong to be transactional first oh we, I think we're going into the ethics questions now <laughs> I don't know <laughs> it depends on your objective right don't say out loud to them that hey you know I'm just being friends with you right now <laughs> only to <laughs> to build community there is a better way to, to word that, right? I, I think rather than saying like like-minded people, maybe a better term to use is looking for people that are interested in the same thing. And willing to contribute. Yeah. Is that transactional? I don't think so. I think it's... But I think that there is a different expectation when you say you want to build a community with them, right? Some people are totally fine, like, for example, agile practices. Right. There is a community there, but let's say, oh, I'm, I'm trying to implement agile practices in my company. I seem to face all this problem. I want to look for someone that kind of is experiencing this or has some experience. Maybe this borders along finding a mentor, but let's say I want to find someone who has the same interest, right? Or maybe improving the way a company works through agile practices. That's kind of it. Like just, just maybe find someone to like chit chat and bounce ideas off. And I think it's all right being frank with whoever that we find like have similar interests and similar values as well. Because sometimes even if you find someone that's like, oh, I'm interested in like, for example, Agile as well, they might not have the same values. And sometimes it might be a bit challenging. Not to say that, you know, you want to totally shut off someone's opposing view, but sometimes it can be a bit hard because it kind of sometimes not on the same wavelength. So maybe that might be a better approach, just be upfront and saying, interest to talk about these few things, how your company is doing certain things. And it's not even talking about building a community or anything, right? Just like, hey, you got time? Just bounce ideas, we can talk about stuff. Now, now that you frame it that way, I guess you are trying to find someone with similar or exactly the same goal. For your example, like find people to try to introduce more agile culture to their companies or someone who are building startups, right? The similar goal or experience so that we can all learn from each other or work toward the same goal. I guess that's the uh, ultimate goal that we're talking about just now. I think Gui worded it better. <laughs> I was just Thanks, saying so. <laughs> <laughs> But networking is such a, such a loaded term as well. Right? Like in, in more, we talk about networking here in terms of expanding kind of the circle and get to know similar interest people. But networking as a more quote-unquote traditional term is like for job searching, right? You want to network people to know of opportunities and for job searching. I think that's, that's a more universal meaning towards the term networking, which is why there's like all these sessions, right? Which is these networking sessions tend to be more formal because there are companies there and there are people from their recruitment team there or even like people from higher level CEOs, CTOs, because they want to look for talent. They want to know what's going on in the grassroots to help them find talent or at least to influence their thinking of where they want to bring their company towards. So I guess that's kind of the more traditional quote-unquote meaning of networking. Oftentimes in these events, you kind of bump with ex-colleagues. That's kind of my experience as well, right? I met one of our ex-colleagues and then I catch up with him, like, hey, how's, how's things happening and that sort of thing. So yeah, again, networking can be all the way from just catching up with people you know in the community or people that you work with that somehow in the same space to all the way to like having a, a goal or objective, quote-unquote. Share goal, share goal. <laughs> share goal. <laughs> That's a very good way to put it. 
coming back to what I bring up just now is that I, I usually find, let's say, other than the traditional networking that you bring up about job search, those networking sessions tends to be less effective for anything other than that, I feel like, that way. If you have certain shared goal, mutual beneficial goals, it's more effective to just approach the two, three particular persons that you want to connect with in person or, or, or LinkedIn or somewhere instead of hoping to meet someone in a events or something. But that's kind of like a chicken and egg problem, right? If you, for example, like take the product management space, because I want to, I want to pull a separate parallel here because we work heavily with product managers and also if you have scrum masters or whatnot, right? They are involved in the, the agile sphere. But for example, like product managers, if you never met anyone in that area, you don't know like who's who. Not to say you need to know who's who, but imagine first time you go to a, you, you join a meetup and you're not sure these people who are already very comfortable with each other, it's kind of hard to break into that sphere. And you, we talked briefly about all the awkwardness and the, the introvertedness, breaking through that and then like, you know, knowing who to talk to. I kind of want to say that it's hard to break into an existing community the people that we tend to talk to would usually be the organizers. Actually, they will have a, usually have a very good idea on like, for example, if you have problems and then they're like, oh, maybe you can talk to this person. I think they're doing this right now. You try and then they can help introduce you. Wow, talking about this makes me miss pre-COVID. <laughs> Pre-COVID meetups because this, this is not happening now, right? With all the online meetups. In online meetups, it's a lot harder to network because it's usually very one way now. And I noticed not just in Malaysia, Everywhere else is doing this. It's very one way as in, it's, it's one too many, right? It's usually a speaker to a lot of audiences, which are usually communicating through chat or, or something or social network. So the one-to-one or even lower, lower level communication between like attendees doesn't happen anymore because you're not, not sure who's, if you don't chat, you don't know who's actually watching or who's actually in, in that. I feel like I, I, I went on a whole tension. <laughs> no, no. The tangent you, you bring up is actually something I want to be open on something that you may be not very fond of. Clubhouse. Damn it. <laughs> we, are not, we are not sponsored by Clubhouse. Okay. Yeah, I know. I, I just want to talk about the model, okay? Maybe not, not the particular apps or, or platforms. I, I think that's a, the way that all these online, online software conference is designed. It was traditionally designed that way. They are optimized for one too many because that's usually how things are messaged are shared across. I, I think nowadays, like at least in the software engineering side, things are more collaborative now. We want to be able to have multiple participants to be able to share their opinions. Uh, and and it's, it doesn't have to be f- the selected field anyone should have a chance to sort of come into the spotlight during an online virtual meeting. Because traditionally, a lot of softwares like Zoom or Google Meet is always optimized for one people sharing their screen and then talk to everyone else instead of like having a group of people to all share talking about the same thing. Not sure if I'm describing it correctly, which is the... Social network app that's uh, not sponsoring us. <laughs> the model got caught my attention and interest in a way that you join a room and there's a topic 
and there's a couple of moderators and the moderators can invite like 10, 20 people up to the to, to talk and then the people can just leave from and then invite another different five to ten people coming in and on and then people can just talk, not talk about this presenter or the, the organizers they can talk to each other to the bunch of people in the spotlight that way it feels more collaborative and and it, it gives a chance to connect to certain people that you keep speaking to inside that room and then you maybe you can you guys can feel like you want to connect offline afterwards and that's fine compared to like some other lot of online conference i went for the past couple months ever since covid you have a series of video some pre-recorded some are live and the presenter talk what they want and then hundreds of people or even thousands go into slack chat and then just people just spam questions and then towards the presenters and there's no much of communication happens between the participants at least that's what i experienced personal observations i'm not saying that i, I don't know if that's what's happening everywhere right now at least that's what i feel like for example the conference example you were talking about right i would imagine attendees having access to slack meant that they could chat with each other but i guess it would be weird yeah, it will be, and the model of the conference doesn't encourage people to do that. So people are just focused on the topic from the presenter and not be talking to each other. Yes, exactly. I don't see that as a bad thing. Like for, for me, it's like, yeah, I'm here just to listen. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying like, back to our today's topic, right? It doesn't facilitate. It doesn't help with the, the networking. So going the next time you host Ruby Meetup, maybe do it on Clubhouse. <laughs> Then only iOS users can join. <laughs> Again, not sponsored. Not sponsored. <laughs> How many people am I going to exclude with that? <laughs> but, but, it, but there is like, for example, uh, I think last year's Product Tonic, which is like an unconference, they call it. They did it using this service. I can't remember, but on top of my head, it's called Town Gather or Town Center or something like that. It's basically like a MMO game where you have an avatar and then you can walk around this area and whenever you're close to people they'll pop up on your screen and then you can talk to them and then we did like lean kind of like lean coffee sessions so like there are tables there and we just have topics and then we'll, we'll gather around the table and you know, people with like-minded can talk about it and I even catch up with a few people because they're like oh long time no see like, let's let's pick a corner somewhere and then we just we just chat stuff like that so that that helps but yes I agree that for, for me it's a double-edged sword it depends on how active the the participants are as well for example like you mentioned if in slack or in youtube chat or in whatever chat if people are not active then then so be it but for me it's like a very low barrier of entry as well i've been attending a lot more meetups even overseas one just because i don't have to like speak or show face i can just there won't be the awkward part where i'm eating pizza alone because it's my first time here and i don't know anyone <laughs> right i can totally avoid that just by driving a Zoom call off my camera, putting on my earphones and yeah, go on. <laughs> I thought you would say like avoiding the traveling <laughs> and the commuting, but, but I'm surprised at the eating pizza alone part. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but I do miss the pizza though. Who doesn't miss free food? That, that shows how, how many meetups I go alone. <laughs> I mean, you could invite us. I mean, it's Ruby. I mean, not to say nobody uses Ruby, but you know, if it's something you don't use, like it would be weird, right? I know, I know. But it kind of shows you how 
how determined you are. Because <laughs> usually I'd be discouraged to go alone, <laughs> but you still go. So this that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like a a quote I take in hand, right? Like just just show up. It, it's fine. Just just show up. <laughs> <laughs> right. You are the key person people want to connect to. So I did. <laughs> wow. You know, that's, that's how we do this podcast, right? We just show up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> just show up and talk. Yeah. No structures. No structure, no preparation. <laughs> I'm sorry to all our audience. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I, I do want to kind of, I guess, maybe a tangent, but I think it's related. So long you mentioned like, oh, be like if you want to net- network and connect with people, going through social media is one round, but... I was thinking like there there is a difference between influencers and actually people that you kind of want to bounce idea with, right? Like for example, let me think of a big name. Okay, let's say you're working on something React, right? For example, you know what? To make Afif happy, let's talk about Vue. So so let's say you're working on a, on the Vue project, right? And and I don't think you want to like ask even you on how do I do certain things with with Vue, right? Like what's a good practice? on like using view or view router or you know, I'm not familiar with view, sorry. <laughs> I'm sad. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do understand. Yeah, there are some like some people who are like community drivers, I guess. Is that is that a term? Like community moderators. And there are people who are like doing a higher level stuff, like influencer like you mentioned. Since we're talking about view, I think view actually has this people who are actually in the community. And then these are the people who are going to be in forums and stuff to, to kind of help with. Yeah. I think they're called developer advocates, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Do people want to get connected to developer advocates? I'm not sure if I ever try to approach any developer advocates. There's a distinction there, right? Between like an influencer or advocate versus like someone you want to network with. <laughs> Influencers are a bit harder to spot in real life meetup. You wouldn't know that this guy is actually an influencer. If you go into social media, yeah, I mean, you can probably research a bit more about someone or look at their Twitter feed and what what topic they talk about the most or something. But in real life, how do you identify? Let's say you go to a meetup and you don't know most of everyone. How do you differentiate between an influencer and an advocate or something? Uh, before before we go on on this, like the influencer that we talk about, uh, is it? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm confused by the term. Like the verb advocates, I feel like they are very different. Uh, are we talking about like thought leaders in that field, in the industries, or or like just people trying to promote? I think we just opened a can of worms. <laughs> okay, let's backtrack. Okay. Let's backtrack. Yeah. Okay. okay. I, yeah, yeah. Let's get back to net- networking. Networking. No. Okay, not one nine two one six eight one one. Is the question about how to reach out to people? Because long you mentioned that. Hey, those networking events, those specific networking events in events, like conferences and whatnot, are not effective, at least. And we talk about all that awkwardness and, you know, all that barrier. There, there is a barrier to entry, right? Especially if you're not familiar with the community. Do we talk about how to kind of break through that? I don't really have an idea how to break through that. <laughs> but I feel like networking would, would be more effective if it's more 
what's the word organic in a way that like what I mentioned brought up is try to search get connected to someone from your existing circles of people you know friends people you work with ex-colleagues I feel like that's more effective compared to those networking sessions I mean just just give give a, a couple of examples from my past experience this pre-covid okay so I went to this UX meetup I guess in, in my example I keep bringing up UX because I'm into UX in a very I guess weird position that all these UX events a lot of the attendees are designers you get engineers from time to time a couple of them and you, you even get people that's neither software engineers or designers maybe uh, they are product managers or maybe they are just even I think I met someone from Intel working on hardware <laughs> and we have we have like a bunch of clueless people coming there to this event of bunch of designers <laughs> My, myself included software engineers hardware engineers whatever and and we are the people that <laughs> eating pizza at corners <laughs> and then we we talk to each other and we still have no clue about what, <laughs> what we're talking about in this <laughs> in this circle of, of designers and we don't know who we should talk to in this bunch of designers right at this school this was like a couple of years back and, and it feels very i guess not effective in a way and and that's why also one of the reason i brought up this topic as well so it's kind of difficult i don't really know what's the break there, there are really really very few people on the niche that you're looking for like an engineer who cares about ux it's i think it's very small like i would imagine like most companies have designers right so for example like at our company engineers do a lot of things including um, ux as well but i would imagine like even my previous company we had ux designers and when i was working at my previous company I didn't really think about UX much because I would expect the UX designers to actually think about that. And it's until I came to my current company that I started thinking about UX myself. To find a lot of companies that actually do things like us, it's a bit rare compared to others, I think. Yeah, so I guess that's why these UX events have more designers because a lot of companies have that. UX designers to actually do it. It's not engineers who actually do it. So if you want to connect with this very specific niche, I guess you will have to increase your area of search. Or area exposure. Like you just keep 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 going to random meetups. Or go online, I guess. I guess if you want to build the UX community, I mean, UX designers still can help you with that. It doesn't have to be UX engineers. Going back to my earlier point, I think online is also, aside from these conferences and events, right? I think networking doesn't have to be limited to those events and conferences also. You can continuously network on social networks, I guess. (laughs) There's that barrier though, like how do you 
let, let's say let's say I'm wrong, right? And I go search in Twitter or Facebook, UX engineer Malaysia. <laughs> let's say you you find you stop using me as example. I'm t- <laughs> <laughs> How about you guys? <laughs> It depends on how you look at it, right? So there are two ways to actually look for something. One is, for example, okay, I'm, I don't know if this analogy is going to work, but okay, let's say you are trying to find ants, small ants. You can either find ants, which is harder, or you can just put sugar and let the ants come to you. So you're saying put bait out for, the, for people to find? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying baits. I'm, I'm saying like, Put some content, put some stories that are like UX related and get those people come to you and... I, I, get, I get what you're trying to say, like for example, you, you keep tweeting about certain topic and then people, would, people that are interested will come participate. Okay, so that analogy does work somehow, <laughs> okay. <yeah. laughs> people, people will start treating you as a thought leader already. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why someone want to find ants, but I guess that works, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should write a book. Don't, don't find ants. Use sugars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't find ants. Put sugars. That's your book title. That, that makes a good book title. I think it, it comes back a lot to kind of the objective why, why one would want to network. Uh. And we're not saying networking is a compulsory thing to do. Right. Of course, it would be a lot less awkward if you have people to talk to in a meetup, for example. Or you know, if, you, if you have certain questions in certain areas, for example, like, CICD or like UX or you know how to set up a Kubernetes cluster that thing is a complexity hell right all these things if you have someone to ask and you know someone within your you know network then it helps to me it comes back to the objective if you just want to like find like minor people just to chat it's very different from asking people okay I have this problem what do you think because for me that kind of borders between like having a mentor already who can kind of show you the ropes or at least have some experience and some context to like okay maybe you can try this or maybe you can try that and you know that 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 sort of thing so yeah maybe we should have invited a guest about diff influencer or developer advocates or thought leaders <laughs> to, to talk more about this <laughs> You're a thought leader already. You have clubhouse. You are a thought leader. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Brought up this as a topic because I guess I want to hear opinions from people. Maybe it should be like something we could share more about. I, I hear more about from from others instead of just talking among us. <laughs> still, still a good thing so to to discuss. I guess to to learn. And I think really like you, you mentioned organic organic relationships are the best way and they do tend to happen right as long as the the barrier to friction is low for example if you go to like a physical meetup and you know it'd be awkward at first if you go alone but if you know people who already knows people there then they can like hey you know this is who and who this is who and who and if you don't know anybody in a physical meetup or even a virtual meetup you can always reach out to the organizers the organizers are usually like the best people to point you around hey, I'm interested in this, you know, who can I talk to? Or, you know, I'm having this problem, I like some advice, who can I talk to? I'm not saying to treat meetups as a free consultation service, <laughs> right? <laughs> but, but really, you kind of, like, if, if your objective is to bounce ideas, I think that's one way to approach it. I used to join RubyKL, even though I'm not using it as a work language, was because I wanted to learn more about it, which was why I joined the community and see like, Hey, how, how big is this community and which companies in Malaysia are actually using Ruby 
you know, for their work and I got to know, you know, quite a few people there. Um, yeah. Is that where you, you find a mentor? Like, let's say you're learning Rubies through networking. Yeah, it can always, like, for example, most meetups would have a Slack channel or, or some way for a community to communicate with each other. You can just ask there, anyone free or to mentor me, that sort of thing. I think they are dedicated groups for that. I think Junior Def MY is one, maybe. I'm not too sure. Don't quote me on this, but I think there is a Junior Def MY group that maybe people can go there and ask questions. I know there's a Junior Def SG. I think I saw a Junior Def MY recently. So, so that's one, one area people can reach out to. Or like, for example, if you, a lot of communities that I can give example of, right? For example, if you're interested in DevOps, there's like DevOps KL or something. Again, I can't remember off the top of my head. There is a DevOps related community as well. There's all this community right, you can reach out to, to people, but it comes back to what we talked about earlier, right? It's a one-to-many sort of interaction because all these communities, as far as I'm aware, I tend to like be using YouTube live stream or Twitch live stream, or some live stream or sort. Sometimes there are calls as well. Uh, yeah, it, it, it makes it hard to have like a one-on-one conversation with an attendee. So, so that's that as well. But yeah, looking for mentor is usually, again, I think same thing as networking. Uh. Yeah, depending on what you want from a mentorship, you might have to be prepared to pay for it as well. Mentoring is not free, like put it that way. Yeah, you are taking someone's time. Yeah. Okay. La. <laughs> How long do we do? <laughs> do we chat to your satisfaction? <laughs> I guess so, in a way. I, I feel like this discussion among us, at least, we have, it feels like we are bouncing ideas. And then I, I, I'm actually interested in what other people to talk about. I mean, we don't have a community around copy overflow yet <laughs> but if we do I, I would like really love to listen to what people we're putting the sugar <laughs> <laughs> whoa nice <laughs> talking about networks you can connect with long on his linkedin network <laughs> <laughs> i guess so <laughs> or any of us uh, yeah Sorry, I tend, tend of having the habit of accepting someone in LinkedIn only if I met them before. So, sorry people, if I never met you before. Go to his Twitter. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, my Twitter is fine. <laughs> <laughs> I tweet a lot of junk there, so... We all do, we all do. <laughs> <laughs> if you want puns, you can follow me and Afif. Sometimes we do puns exchange. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is a way show out of my tweets. <laughs> You see, even, even Twitter acknowledged it's good content. That's why it's showing it to you, Long. <laughs> because I follow both of you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's good content. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had like a 10 tweet long exchange about Git. <laughs> Git puns. <laughs> I was surprised that we actually could go that long. <laughs> oh, we, I, could, I could go a lot more if you didn't stop it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you guys should check out that thread. <laughs> yeah, check. <laughs> shameless plug, shameless plug. It's about Git. I'll, I'll, share, I'll, I'll share it through the copy of Overflow Twitter later. <laughs> later as in when this episode releases. <laughs> but yeah, long anything else you want to wrap up on networking? Like, we, we did talk about having a mesh network earlier to improve up wireless <laughs> quality. <laughs> 
no, not that part. Yeah, I think that's that's all I can think of. Any final thoughts from you guys? No, we're not thought leaders. We don't have thoughts. <laughs> but but I wanted to say networking is kind of a hard hard thing because especially now it's even harder because it's it's a lot. If you go to someone face to face and you talk to them, say hi, I'm new here. It's a lot. I I feel that's lower friction than tweeting at someone or comment leaving a comment on Facebook of someone. For example, if like I don't know if I'm a junior deaf and like. Hey, Afim, I want to learn more about Vue. Can you point me to the... Oh, that's a very weird question to ask because I can obviously Google about where to find more resources about Vue. I don't know what, what would be a question that I would bother Afif about Vue with. <laughs> you say that, but some people don't actually. They just go and ask people. Like, that's why some people pay like very expensive classes to, to learn Laravel or something like that. Separate issue. <laughs> I, I do feel the, the barrier of entry there, not bad barrier of entry, but like kind of the communication barrier is higher because like a tweet only has like 280 characters. Like there's only so much you can do, but when you're face-to-face, it's, it's different. So yeah. Or and, you are in a, you know, social apps that's a lot of group of people to talk in voice. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. Let's, let's not go there. <laughs> We know who's a true thought leader here when only one of us here have Clubhouse, okay? <laughs> <laughs> You're just pushing GUI's buttons. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> Intentionally. <laughs> it's for the content because Long doesn't know how to continue on with this topic so he's just bringing this up so that I can keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's if that will conclude our episode for today yes it's a slightly weird topic to be frank but I, I, I'm glad we talked about it yeah actually I'm glad we talked about it okay Long you, you, you know what to say no you say it don't let your copy overflow that's, that's the thing right <laughs> yeah so I guess this will be the end of the episode follow us on our Twitter accounts and all the other social media garbage <laughs> <laughs> we, we are not on Clubhouse if anybody shows up with copy overflow in Clubhouse that is not us unless it's long so <laughs> oh my god uh, yeah we're also on Spotify and uh, what else Greg? <laughs> Google Podcast Apple Podcast and YouTube is our main, main channel but yes thanks thanks everyone for listening to this episode thanks everyone <laughs>